Hi, this is Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the VCM Quick Strike for Monday, May 2nd, 2022. I've talked before about business continuity exercises um, on this podcast, and one of the services that we do on an annual basis for the firm that I work for, VCSO Services, is to facilitate business continuity tabletop exercises for our clients. This is a pretty common thing that those who provide the virtual CISO services do. It's nothing new. It's nothing extraordinary. But one of the aspects that I like about it is the creation of the scenarios for the year. What I try to do is create a different scenario every year for our clients. Now, that's not a strict um, application, if you will. For some clients, I might use a scenario from previous years past that we just hadn't used with them because they weren't our client at the time. But generally speaking, once a year, maybe twice a year, I'll create a new scenario. I like doing this. It's part of an extension of another passion of mine, which is writing. I've written a few novels in the past, some other works, and a book for information security for small and mid-sized businesses. That's actually the title. It's out on Amazon. And I like writing. I like creating. I like I like taking that sort of creative spark and conveying useful information, or what I hope is useful. I look forward to this every year, but the creation of the new scenario, but often it's a little bit difficult because I'm trying to figure out what is the scenario that I'm going to create. Well, I came upon a really interesting scenario that when I presented it to a colleague of mine last week, my colleague was a little bit shocked probably to say uh, things in a minimum there, but I think it's not necessarily a bad idea. Now, I haven't yet worked out the whole, whole scenario, but I'll tell you what that scenario is right after this quick break. I've been reading on my Kindle an ebook version of a book that originally was published in 1979 and then updated in 1987 and again in 2001, titled Nuclear War Survival Skills, Life-Saving Nuclear Facts and Self-Health Instructions, which offers expert advice for ensuring your family's safety should the worst come to pass, chock full of practical instructions and preventative measures. Nuclear War Survival Skills is based on years of meticulous scientific research conducted at the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Now, outside of the fact that I used to live not too far from ORNL here in Tennessee, when I was growing up, the threat of nuclear war was a constant from childhood. It was just embedded in your thoughts that, hey, this is something that could really happen. I grew up with uh, watching um, The Day After which was, I believe, uh, an ABC television movie event, probably in the early 80s. I'm thinking 82-ish. Very scary thing about nuclear war. Of course, we had the Cold War in full full 
engagement between the United States and the Soviet Union at the time. And then when geopolitical things changed and the Soviet Union broke up and much of its nuclear threat kind of dissipated, not to say that the that the weapons dissipated, but they still existed, obviously. Um, the threat of nuclear war kind of went away. And, and, and I grew up thinking that if there was ever a war, this was not a survivable event. But reading this book got me to think otherwise. I really started to read it from a kind of an interesting historical perspective, again, given when I grew up. And it is a, a somewhat dated, um, but the the advice that they have is seems to be spot on, very practical, very usable. And that one of the things I learned is that the, the probably the chance of surviving a nuclear war is better than not. Um, just given some of the aspects of how the war would unfold, air burst versus ground burst, which would result in less fallout and those sorts of things. Well, that got me thinking about this whole scenario as far as business continuity. Now, when you do business continuity tests, you try to make it fit with the current threat environment of the world. I remember back in 2019, the scenario that we scripted was that of a pandemic. And I remember several of our clients were a little bit apprehensive that this is not going to happen. And to go through this sort of an exercise is just that checking off the box. And yet they were so much better prepared for when COVID happened than if we hadn't run them through that. Now, I'm not suggesting, and I'm certainly not hoping that if we decide to do a nuclear war survival um, sort of exercise, that this would be something that folks would want to, or would, or, or, or would definitely want to endure. And I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that it's around the corner, but then again, we do have now for the first time in a while, talks of using nuclear weapons, even if it's saber rattling in, in battlefield skirmishes. Of course, I'm talking about with Russia, Ukraine, and that whole situation. And so I mentioned this to my colleague on Friday and my colleague was sort of like a little bit shocked that I would think that. And I'm thinking, yes, this is kind of a a, a really out of the world type deal. And maybe I won't write that up. But then on this past weekend, I came across on LinkedIn an ad, a post, what have you, for a group. And I'll have this link in the show notes. But basically, they provide, they have built an outside data center, which they touted as being able to survive a nuclear war. Now, what I think that they're getting at is not that physically it can withstand a blast. What they're, I think, getting at is that it, you can put this thing so remote that it'll continue to operate without external power, without external influence. Now, I haven't really looked too much into this, um, this is from, and again, I'm not endorsing this. I just found this fascinating that somebody was actually thinking about this. This is from a group called the computer dudes and their, their, their tagline on this post, which I'll have in the show notes is 
for the Sentinel monolithic off-grid cluster type solar powered supercomputer for use outdoors for 100 plus years. Now, I don't know about you, but that just sounds pretty wild. And so part of me is now thinking that combined with the survivability um, discussions and and strategies in the book that I'm reading, well, maybe a BCP involving a limited nuclear event, like perhaps one one missile that got through to a uh, to a populated area, um, or or maybe something even not related, but but basically you talk about the EMP from a from a burst, and of course there's going to be the in the blast zone of um, you know, I think that the, the the book is pretty much saying that 15 miles, 10 miles, 10 to 15 miles in the blast zone that's most likely not survivable unless you're in a very hardened shelter. But outside of that. Um, and given the distributed nature of the workforce nowadays due to COVID, well, now suddenly this becomes a very viable thing. So I don't know. What do you think? Um, <laughs> good topic for business continuity exercise to write up or just kind of way too out there? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and appreciate you listening today. And as always, stay secure.